need to do that. Oh, you better blah, blah, blah. Because yep. I just don't parent that way. I still was really leading a certain way with my expectations yeah. In, yeah. in prayer. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to orchestrate it, mm. you know, and he yeah. had to learn how to conduct his own orchestra. Yeah. You know, he's going to have his own yeah. orchestra to lead. And so I had to stop trying to conduct it. And, and God reminded me, y'all, this is going to hit you. Whether it's your child or your team, your expectations are way smaller than God's. Wow. Yeah. Would you rather leave your child, especially to your expectations mm-hmm. or to that of God's? That's right. That's right. And I was like, oh, let me back up. And so literally I went to him and I just said, son, I release you into the, I, I place you in God's hand and I release you from my expectations. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, we gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the ledge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Welcome to the edge life. What is going on, hey, good people? Hey. You have made it to wow. another Sunday. This is the Edge, Edge Life. You know what it is, man. We are super, super excited and ex- man, just pumped up that you have decided to hang out with us yet on yet another yeah. Sunday. This is season two, episode number twelve, 12 of the Edge Life. And listen, yep. we we we're gonna run it back, run it back again, Turbo, as as the kids say. We're gonna do it again. Because last week we started off and we were doing the session and it got good to us. So guess what? We got we, more. We, we got to give to them. Yeah, we split it up and uh, got know, to. We gave them four tips. That's uh, right. How to how to let people in your circle. Your That's children, right. Or in your team, whomever, how to let them grow rather mm. than letting them go. Right? That's right. That's yeah, right. A reason that we're supposed to stay connected. We gotta let people grow, you know. Yeah, have to. You gotta gotta let. And now here, here's the crazy thing. I, I know. I know. Last week when when we uh went over the first four, we went over last week. You know, we're talking about this, but there was a reason that we're doing that because the truth of the matter is, whether it's your family, whether it's your children, whether it's a team that that you're working with and or leading, there's something about growth, um, and the growth of the people that you're working with and, and the team that mm-hmm. that that can change everything when people really grow. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would hope, you know, and I know this isn't always the case, but a good leader always wants whomever they're leading to um, grow and develop to their full potential. So, you know, as a parent, um, as a manager, et cetera, et cetera, you know, hopefully you want your your children and the people in your circle to grow to their full potential. And, and you know, for those of you all watching us tonight, um, I, I want I want to just give this to you. It's truly important that we let people grow because what happens if we don't let people grow? You run the risk of people just quitting on you. You mm-hmm. you run the risk of people just you know just going and sitting down somewhere. You run the risk of always having to do and be the everything to everyone and for everybody if you don't allow people to grow and into that their gets yeah tiresome. That does get tiresome. That gets really weary. I mean, I know that I you know as I've grown in my leadership. I've learned to, you know, let things go so yeah. that people could grow. You can let things grow go so mm-hmm. that people can grow. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the key right there. Um, everything doesn't have to be the way you think it ought to be. That's right. Right? To be successful. Everybody looks at things a little bit different. But just because it's different doesn't mean, you know, that it's wrong. So if you're the leader who's always feeling tired, then you may want to ask yourself, Am I really allowing people to grow? Right. Um, and I think all of us have probably been in situations, um, especially in the workforce, mm-hmm. um, where we've really felt like a, a leader, a manager, a boss, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. hasn't really allowed you to utilize that which is within you. Yeah. And, you know, that stifling your growth literally makes you very unproductive it does and it makes you look for other opportunities you know and it even happens in the home yeah yeah when kids um don't feel like they are trusted Mm -hmm. um or afforded opportunities to grow and experience things then you know um what can already be kind of a hostile time anyways right 
becomes even more conflictual. You're right. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's right. It's not it's not always necessary. That's right. So so I'm just going to say this. Listen, if you are a leader tonight and you're you're feeling tired, you're feeling mm. frustrated, you're, you're asking yourself, what in the world's going yeah. on? Why? Why do I feel like I, I'm doing everything? This may be the session yeah. For you to tune into tonight. Listen, if you know a leader, um, a mother, a father who is feeling extra tired, it's not you, but maybe it's somebody close to you, right? This may be the episode that you want to share out with someone else so that they can get the information. Speaking of sharing out, listen, we would love for you to go ahead and just in the comments uh, section, let us know who you are where you're chiming in from, and we would love for you to go ahead and share this out um, for us. It, 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 it means the world to us when we know that yes. that you all are sharing the content out. It lets us know that it's hitting you and, and it's valuable for you and, and to you. So go ahead, if you don't mind, um, just putting who you are inside of the comments in the chat feature. We definitely want to shout you out. If you're watching this via the replay, please go ahead and hit that hashtag replay squad. And again, let us know that you did watch it on on the follow up and on the replay. On the replay. That's right. That's right. On the replay. You know, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, we want you to learn the easy way. That's Um, right. Not the hard way. way. Not the hard way. Woo, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, because we we, we don't we don't learn a lot the the hard way and the the hard way doesn't feel good. I heard somebody say this. He said, you're either going to learn through revelation and things being revealed unto you or you're going to learn through tribulation and and the tribulation mean that's when, you know, your backside gets spanked and it that that just does not feel good. So definitely pick things up via the revelation as opposed to the tribulation. Yeah. So you want to. You want to bring it back. So we had seven tips for you to use to help people in your circle, whether they're children, um, co-workers, people that you're leading in ministry, et cetera, et cetera, how to let them grow rather than letting them go. Because there's a reason that God has connected us. I mean, yeah. obviously, as a parent, you know, they, they he doesn't put them just right there right in there yep um but we we went over the first four um on last sunday so if you didn't hear the first part of this definitely go back and check that out don't jump off now um (laughs) but definitely go back and check that out so number one was stop trying to raise a happy child Mm. so if we're we're talking about on your team stop trying to make everybody happy that's right right um and you can go back and I won't, I won't give you too much of a recap, (laughs) well-adjusted people. Yeah. You, you learn to become well-adjusted when Mm -hmm. you go through some things, when you grow through some things. Number Mm -hmm. two, embrace the changes that come along in your relationship because relationships are always evolving. Right. So whether it's a child who's growing older and starting to make more decisions and pulling away a little bit to um, someone on your team who's kind of coming into their own Mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes they start to feel themselves or smell themselves um, a little bit, you know, just embrace the season your relationship is. Right, right. Number three, give space for growth, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about um, the aquarium size, how the size of the environment can hinder the growth. That's right. And you may be the very thing that is hindering the growth of your child or your team. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing that we talked about is let them make mistakes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let them make mistakes because we really learn, um, like you were saying. You we know, learn through those mistakes. That's right. Or tribulation. So, you know, revelation can even come from a falling forward. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, but you have to make mistakes sometimes mm-hmm. to know the right way to go. Um, you at least know what way not to go, um, <laughs> what not to do when you make a mistake. And so that helps to really build up um, people who have good problem solving skills mm-hmm. when you allow them to make mistakes. You know, obviously don't let anybody make a, a mistake in which it's going to be a fatal mistake. Right. Um, like we, I think we talked about like letting a child just cross the street when they're right. like three years old. Right. But let them make one where you can provide a safe place for yeah. them to land. Yeah. You know, th- this one and, and we can just pick up. But but this one was real big. I know for me, um, I was reading um, a book and, and inside of the book that the gentleman, he was talking about um, this guy who um, he had hired. And the guy was working on the team. And long story short, the guy made a a costly mistake. I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood or the vicinity of $30,000 the mistake was. So literally when the guy made the mistake, um, he was new to the team. And the guy just knew that he was going to get in trouble. Well, 
he got the phone call that he was expecting. The boss calls him. And the boss says, hey, listen, tomorrow morning I need to see you in my office. Now, I could only imagine what that guy's night mm. was like where he knew he made this $30,000 mistake. He knew that he cost the team not only money, but he cost the team time and resources, right? And I could imagine what that night was like. I mean, he probably tossed and he turned all night long, just frustrated all night long. And and literally, I could imagine him waking up, you know, the next day, um, like, like probably not rested, gets his clothes on, gets himself together, sits probably in the parking lot for an extra 20 minutes. Like, do I want to go in? Do I want to go in? Because I know when I go in, I'm getting ready to come back out, right? So the guy goes into the boss's office. He's apprehensive, as you can imagine. And literally, he gets in there, and the boss is looking at him, and the boss is like, why, why are you acting all timid? Why are you acting all strange? And the guy's like, well, you know, we all know that I made this mistake. So I thought that I was coming in here so that you could terminate my employment. You, and the boss, fired. right, the boss looks at him, the boss is like, why would I fire you when I just made a $30,000 investment Ooh. in you, wow. right? I literally just invested $30,000 in you. I got to get that ROI. I got to get that return on my investment. I got to get out right. what I just put in. Right, and, and, who, and who better than you, the person who made the mistake, you you know what not to do now. Yeah, so so right. you know I, I could I could imagine that guy like after hearing that he was kind of probably like taken aback for a second, but then I could imagine him also like being picked up saying okay well you believe in me enough to not let me go so I'm ready I'm going to go and do everything that I can so it just goes back to what you said you know um, letting people make mistakes because we we really grow from those mistakes and that that's a huge deal yeah absolutely you know and you you kind of bring up like an, an under a, a point underneath that you mm -hmm. know how many times have you discovered a mistake that someone on your team has made or your child has made and mm -hmm. they've not told you <laughs> you know that can actually that yeah. can be really a key indicator that you haven't provided a safe place that's to good land. yeah you know and maybe you're not providing enough space for growth or you haven't um, because you haven't provided the space for growth. Mm -hmm. No, no failing has happened. Right. No mistakes have happened because there's too much sheltering going on. And so when it, that moment comes now, they got to kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can, uh, I can remember a number of things that our children, you know, have done um, <laughs> and, you know, tried to make, try, try to sweep under the rug, try, <laughs> maybe even sweep it under the rug or, <laughs> You know, or just like out now. I remember we still actually in our hallway, we have some like glittery pink <laughs> spot spots yeah. on our baseboards. Um, and um, yeah, nobody did that. Right. I, you know, don't right. really know to, how to, that to, got there. To this day, nobody yeah. done that. No, but, yeah. but they do. They they finally do fess up on right. the things that we do. You ever had a that conversation with your parent? And you tell them about something you did a long never, time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's something you did that you didn't tell? Oh my gosh. I mean, y'all know I, I got I got a I believe my parents believed in switches. So um, <laughs> there was a whole lot back in the day that that I did that I, I probably uh, got in trouble for. Um, I, I I think one thing that that I probably like I think I, at one time I put a hole in the wall. And Ooh. yeah, and and like I was young, you know what I'm saying. But I, I didn't tell anybody that I put the hole in the wall. And my parents were like, "Who put this hole in the wall?" And I, I, I think I blame my brother. I think my brother kind of took that one. But I, I did finally come back, and I was like, "Hey, you remember that hole in the wall? Hey, that was that that was me." Even though my mom, you know, she still believes that she she would whoop me nowadays. She probably would still whoop you for she, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't I didn't get whooped for that. I didn't get whooped for that. Which or I didn't get a spanking for that. Yes. Uh, I don't like saying whoop because you know. Yeah, might get in might. trouble nowadays, right? Yeah. Right? I right? Think the statute of limitations has run out. Something, on something, whooping. something. And I think it was okay for whoopings back then, but you know, one of the things that I love about our children and it allows me to to know that we've given them the space to grow is mm -hmm. that um, I love it. At the same time, I kind of cringe. They are just uh, fully, blatantly just out they're, there. They're, like, they're pretty all open. The way yeah, they're, they're with pretty open. All their stuff, just open, honest. And sometimes I'm just like kind of cringe, giggle on the inside, but take a big old deep woo sigh <laughs> breath and like, all right. right, here we go. Here right. we go. But again, 
that allows me to know that we are letting them grow. Um, you know, there's an exploration that's yeah. happening. And because of the exploration, there's a maturation. Well, and, and, and to that point, I think even even as a leader, right, even if you're in the workplace, one of the ways that you know that you've created that safe space is you have team members. And I like calling them team members. I, I don't yeah, I don't call team. people who work with you your employees or subordinates. No, they're team members. They just happen to have a different job. Right. So so, you know, that your team members, they 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 feel safe when they can come and have conversations with you, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just just like our children um, being being uh, free to come and share with us just about anything. Um, you know, it's always good to know that you've created a safe environment for, for your team to really be able to come and to share with you, you know, all those things yeah. that are going on, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and when they can do that, again, that there is an environment in which people feel empowered. Yeah. And, and the amazing thing is when you can empower people to be the best them, be the best version of themselves, you create a culture in which things can really get done. Yeah. And as a result of that culture, you know, when people grow, your organization grows. Yeah. Your family grows. And I, I mean, like, you know, not necessarily a number. Right. Um, right. But the bottom line and organizations grow, grow and yeah. then your family becomes closer knit and, you know, your children are released into their purpose and their destiny. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've been in organizations where um, people were not empowered. Right. Yeah. And in, in those organizations or in th- those places, um, literally what happened was, I mean, everything was so hush hush. Um, and, and, and the other thing, which I think is almost worse Nobody did anything extra. Nobody did anything to go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. They only did like their their thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, if they weren't even empowered in that, they wouldn't even do that. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that's that's sad when you have extremely talented people who um, because of the the environment. They're like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to collect a paycheck. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to twiddle my thumbs. I'm, I'm not going to do anything because I don't feel empowered to 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 make a mistake. I don't feel empowered to to do anything. Yeah. So so because of that, I'm just going to I'm going to sit here and, and environments like that. I've seen like that. Like they're they're not thriving environments, and in fact they they're stagnant, and they wind up being in the same place years down the road. Yeah, just maintaining the the status quo. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've been in environments like that, not um, working in law enforcement. You know, even almost like in a culture of fear. Yeah. Um, because you know you're you're looked at from both sides of the coin. Right. And it makes it very difficult for you to um to act to um strive to Mm -hmm. achieve you know because there's Mm -hmm. just always this fear of of failing there's a a, uh just it's really just a culture of fear with that would be a whole nother podcast that i could go into but yeah um you can't create a culture of fear and i think that leads us kind of into um number five Mm -hmm. um which just really talking about examining our own personal motives um, in our leadership that's good you know are the decisions that you're making for your children about what they can and can't do, are they motivated by fear or insecurities that you have? Right, right. Um, or is there really some substance behind, you know, the decisions that you're making? You know, I can remember my mom, my mom didn't, doesn't swim. Mm-hmm. And my dad, like, he's like a fish. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, my, my parents always, you know, and, always had us really around water Mm -hmm. as much as I can think. But my mom was still afraid of it, but she didn't let her fear keep us from swimming. Right. Right. And you know, it's funny because I hear a lot of people or, and have encountered a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, who have made their children like literally afraid Afraid. of water. Right. Right. Um, And we do that, not just about things like water, Mm -hmm. but about certain decision making Mm -hmm. or certain things in life. And we just, we stir up this fear on the inside of a, of a, a person and for really for no reason right like well they have no grounding for it right right you know it's based off of something that you're either your leader Mm -hmm. if it's in a team or your parent Mm -hmm. has 
um, experience, but you don't have any, you don't have any place to connect with that. You don't, it doesn't really make sense to you. It's right. just like something you're taught. Yeah. So we have to be really careful as parents and leaders um, to really examine what our intentions are. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that we're talking about, you know, just uh, being able to manage and, and look at your intentions. Uh, yesterday I did one of our energy shots on, you know, why do you do what yeah, you do? Right. Why? And and that's 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 the million dollar question. Like, like, why is it that you're doing what you're doing? And, and I asked the question, I said, are you doing it for likes? Are you doing it for follows or are you doing it to make an impact? Right. And whether whether it's um, within the family structure, whether it's in the in the in the work structure, if you will, we got to do things in which we're we can make impact with people, right? Yes. So, so, so when I think about even rearing and, and raising our children, right? I'm not just doing it just to be doing it. I, I'm, I want to make an impact on the generations, right? Mm-hmm. My, my children's children's children. I, I, I want to do the things that we do now, even you know, from the podcast or from what we do with Edge and Associates and, and coaching people. I want to build a legacy for our family, but I also want to build a legacy for those families that we come in contact with. That's why we push our teams. That's, mm-hmm. that's why we push those people that we work with as hard as we do so that we can see results because when we can look at them and see so much in them, yeah. I mean, it it would almost be like, it would almost be like, I, I'm doing somebody a disservice if I can't pull out of them that thing that's on the inside of them. I, I'm doing, I'm doing them, I'm doing their children a disservice. I'm doing their grandchildren and their grandchildren's grandchildren a disservice if I can't go 100 miles an hour and pull out of them that thing that I see inside of them. Yeah, and I, you you mentioned the why. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important because it goes back to what I was saying before, like in examining your intentions as a leader, mm-hmm. in whatever arena you're leading, um, your intentions are enable you to connect people to the why. Yes. So if we're doing something or not doing something, people really do. You know, kids always say, why? Why? Exactly. And, you know, you why are we doing this? Say, because I said so. Right. Right. You know, but really, if you are able to explain the why yeah. in any area yes. of leading, yes. then people will have a pl- that that decision, mm-hmm. that lesson, that revelation mm-hmm. will now be grounded. Right, right. It will make sense. And so the learning will be sustained. That's right. And if the learning is sustained, then purpose is able to be birthed forth. So when That's good. You, know, you go to so many organizations and you say, well, why do you do that? That's the way we've. That's what we've it. always done it. Yep. I don't know. You ask families. Well, why do you do that? That's the way we've always done it. I don't know. Right. So the why behind things really is important. Yeah. And there may be some whys, you know, that are just traditions and things of that nature that you don't know exactly where they came from. But wouldn't it be beautiful if you tried to find out asking some of the matriarchs and patriarchs in your family? Yeah. You know, hey, why do we? Why do we celebrate Christmas this way? You know, those seem like small things. But they're really but big. Whys are are there are roots. Yeah. That's they're good. What grounds us, what that's anchors good. us. And yeah. I think so many times we just operate in life and it keeps us in the status quo when we don't have roots, mm-hmm. when we're mm-hmm. not fully grounded and we don't understand the why. It's especially when you're working with teams. Like people yeah. people just do things just to be doing it it's like the fly you know the flyby you know i I got i got a friend of mine um who works in a factory and they do the same thing over and over and over again they're not even thinking about it's just you know widget 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 they don't they don't even think right right exactly exactly you know i I heard somebody said this and, and it stuck with me a long time ago they said you know people don't have to like what you do as long as they can understand why you do what you do Right. And it's true in the family. It's also true in the workplace. Right. You know, there are many a times, you know, as we are dealing with our children, they may not like the decision that we make, but we're able to articulate the why of the decision. You know, mm-hmm. the, the other day, the other day, um, this is one that, that's still fresh in, in, in my mind. You know, we, we, we share with y'all everything. So um, so we're still down one automobile as you know Trey's wreck is is we're we're finally figuring that out oh yeah by the way they did total yeah they did total his car out and the person who hit him was not insured so that's a whole different thing yeah exactly but the thing is so Carrie and I are, are sharing a car we've given Trey my car 
But this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, even in that, even in that, we had uh, last Sunday. Was it last Sunday, I think it was, that we drove Jess's car? Was that last Sunday or yes. Sunday before? Last, last Sunday. Sunday. So last Sunday, we, we were driving Jess's car to, to church. And she gets up and, you know, I told her the night before, but, you know, she forgot. She's a 16-year-old girl, right? So she messages me and she's like, hey, where are my keys? And I was like, oh, don't you remember, you know, we were taking your car to drive to church because blah, 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 blah. And I know she was mad because she had plans. But when I explained to her why we drove her car, it made sense. She didn't have to like it, right? She didn't like it. But 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 literally her response was, okay. You know what I mean? Like, again, she she probably didn't like it. Like, really, she yeah. probably, but she could understand the rationale and the why behind it. And because she understood the why, she didn't necessarily have to like it. It was just like, okay, this is what it is. And, you know, being able to examine your intentions also really helps you not to lead from an emotional place. Right? You that's know, a big thing right there. That's, that's so huge. Right. I think all of us have been under the leadership of someone who was overly emotional yeah yeah and it can be extremely chaotic and it can prohibit growth um because it creates this instability because you, you know emotions are like roller coasters right you know they're very temporary but when you get people who are not connected um with their intentions right right as much as they are with their feelings mm -hmm then your organization or your family begins to make permanent decisions based off of temporary situations. Wow. Like feelings. Wow. Yeah. You got to talk about that and one right so, there. Yeah. You know, this one is important too, from the sense that if you don't know what's driving you, that's good. Yeah. You know, you may be driven by your emotions and that is the last that's the, thing. That's the worst place you want to be driven by, right? Right. You know, so when you blow up and go off on your kids and, mm -hmm. you know, you just shut down and they go to their room, they slam the door and you fuss and carry on, mm -hmm. you know, that's really not allowing them to grow. And you're not growing either as a parent because I'm going to tell you, I have done a lot of growth as a parent with these five and now mm -hmm. heading into the next generation as a grandparent and it is still parenting. Mm -hmm. um, you just have different privileges. Different kind of parenting. Yeah, but yeah. you have different privileges. <laughs> but they don't come with an instruction manual. Right. And if you don't have your emotions in check, mm -hmm. you won't you, you won't be intentional right. at all. Right. At right. all. Because I promise you, teenagers, they like to push all the buttons. Every last one of them. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, you know, the two-year-old likes to do when she gets around the computer. Right. You know. She just hits them, yeah. And that's what teenagers do with our our emotional buttons. Right, right. They just start firing away at them because they're really seeking and searching, trying to push the envelope yeah. because they're trying to grow. Mm -hmm. And so thank goodness for that, but have yourself in check. Know what your intentions are. Know what is motivating you and pushing you in that situation. Is it emotion or is there really some substance? That's good. Something substantial. That's good. And, and I'll just say this, you know, whether, again, whether it's in the workplace or whether it is in, in, in the home, get those things in check before, you know, if, if at all possible, before you, you have that interaction, right? So ask yourself the question, you know, where is this coming from? What What is going on here? Because if not... And you and you lead with the emotion that that could be disastrous. That's where we wind up saying things that we regret. Yes, absolutely. And that's not good. So especially when there's difficult things to have to deal with um, in whatever arena you lead, mm -hmm. make sure that you understand the motives and the emotions um, that are there mm -hmm. and then be very intentional to just play it out. Sometimes I'll rehearse it. Yeah. What I need to say. Yeah. Um, and the more rehearsed you are, the more you kind of jot out what you want to say, even though you may not be sitting there with your child mm -hmm. with notes, mm -hmm. the better off you're going to be, the more effective you're going to be. Because yep. we've all been around someone who was way too emotional and you got nothing. Right. You got nothing from him. Thank you, Kara. I just have to mention that Kara did say my eyebrows are popping again. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. That's a little artistic <laughs> guidance for my personal hands. Cause, you know, I don't 
Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> what about my eyebrows? Mine are not popping. You so popping. Am I, am I popping? like a little bit of gray in here, and it's just your wisdom. It's just I got, I got, I got, eyes. I got gray everywhere. Y'all, I'm letting the gray go. I'm just, I'm just, just I'm, I'm gonna let, let it roll. It I'm gonna let it roll. I'm gonna yeah, let it roll. He's just gonna let it grow. Maybe until next week. But anyways, go ahead. What's the next one? What's Number next six. One? Oh, and this, this is a big so one. Hard. This is a big one. Yeah. You have to release people from your expectations. from your expectations. Yeah. So I can remember, gosh, this has been, I think, maybe about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at church and, um, you know, Trey was just dealing with a lot of different things, really. I think it was three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, going through a, a lot of transitions yes. and whatnot. I had come home from Carson Newman and was working. He just really wasn't happy with, mm-hmm. with anything and... You know, I just have so many, you know, you have so many hopes and dreams for your children. Absolutely. And when the hopes and dreams and the things you conceive in your mind don't match up with what reality is, it can be really hard for um, you to come to grips with that and you to come to terms with it. And so I was at church and I was praying for him and the Lord just was like, you need to release him from your expectations. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, I don't nag him. I don't try to lead him in any yeah. di- direction or anything like that. But he, he, God showed me and corrected me that how even my prayers, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. even though I wasn't being like, oh, you should do this. Oh, you need to do that. Oh, you better blah, blah, blah. Because yep. I just don't parent that way. I still was really leading a certain way with my expectations yeah. In, yeah. in prayer. Yeah. Um, and, and trying to orchestrate it, mm. you know, and he yeah. had to learn how to conduct his own orchestra. Yeah. You know, he's going to have his own yeah. orchestra to lead. And so I had to stop trying to conduct it. And and God reminded me, y'all, this is going to hit you. Whether it's your child or your team, your expectations are way smaller than God's. Wow. Yeah. Would you rather leave your child, especially to your expectations mm-hmm. or to that of God's? That's right. That's right. And I was like, oh, let me back up. And so literally I went to him and I just said, son, I release you into the, I, I place you in God's hand and I release you from my expectations. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, mom, you don't have to say that. And I was like, no, son, I need to say that. Yeah. And I mean it. And that's really hard. Yeah, it's it's super hard. It it's, was hard when I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, again, as as parents, um, whether we recognize it or not, we have these expectations. You know, from the time that they're little. You yeah. know, it's like you know, you have such dreams of grandeur. They're gonna they're gonna be this, and they're gonna do that, and you know, it, a lot of times it's all the stuff that we. We wanted to do or we didn't do, right? We're like, they're never going to do this or experience that. And and so, you know, when we see our children or, or our colleagues, you know, going through things that in your mind, you're like, they, they shouldn't have to do it. It's hard. It's hard. But I, I'll never forget that day that, you know, you shared that with me. And it was it was a powerful moment, number one. Um, it also made me really reevaluate and ask myself the question, you know, do I have secret expectations or yes. or not secret, silent expectations um, for Trey? You know, uh, many of you know I, I play football and I, I love football, right? But but I even think, you know, um, when Trey was coming up, I told myself I never wanted to be the father who pushed his son to do something because I did it, mm-hmm. right? I, I I didn't. Honestly, I never really said anything about football to Trey, right? Yeah. I, I I really I tried very hard not to not to push. Now, when Trey came to me and said, "Dad, I want to play football," now that was a different story because right, I was like, right. "All right, well, if you want to do, want to play, we hey, gonna go. hey, we if we we gonna go all the way. We edges, and this how we do, it, right?" But but I tried very hard still not to not to lead him in a certain way or sure, push him yeah. or, or allow him to like, like I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is for him, I, I said, you don't have to do this for me or the way I did or the way that I did right. it. Right. And so when I, I'll never forget when you, when you came to me and you were talking about, you know, releasing him from your expectations in my mind, initially I was like, well, I don't, I, I never put that expectation out there, yeah. but, but here's the thing. 
You don't have to put the expectation out there. Many times people, particularly your children, they can feel and sense things. They can see, like, like Trey, I never went out to Trey and said, Trey, I need you. But but he saw the 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 way that I was proud about him, yeah. you know, and, and the way that I smiled when, you know, he he did X, Y, or Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so even though I never put the expectation out there, I, I do think I, I had a silent expectation. So so I, I, I followed suit, right? I don't even know if you know that, but but I had to follow suit with you and I had to tell him, son, I re- re- release you wow. from from my expectations. And, you know, he, he kind of looked at me like I was crazy also, but I, I know that he received it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I think sometimes, especially as a child, um, to know that your parent is going to rock with you regardless mm-hmm. of whether you do what you think, whether you do what you think they want you to do or not, that they're still going to rock with you. I think that that's, that's a big deal. And I know for all of our children, you know, I, I try very hard now to let them live their life. Yeah. Not, not, not my, I'm living my life. They don't have to live my life. Now I do want to set up a legacy for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I want to do everything that I can to make it, easier for them but they don't have to they don't have to be philip you know they can no. they can be trey they can be kai they can be saray justin zoe they, they can be them and be the best them possible and i think what's most important above expectations is really values mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. think that's what has to be understood that's what has to be translated that's what has to be shared are the values um whether it's an organization or your family Right. Um, and, and that's, that's so very important because what we value keeps us on the journey, right? Right. Wherever we're going, whatever the expectation is, whatever the goal is, whatever their dream is that they have in mind, you know, and I, I think Trey did, um, feel unsaid expectations yeah. and he, instead of, he had lacrosse offers from all across the country, literally. Mm-hmm. And instead he went and, and played football and played football right. someplace that he wasn't, wasn't happy. And so releasing from those expectations, I think it was about two years later that mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the inside, you know, I just, I was like blowing up and mm-hmm. so excited, but you know, on the outside of tribal, you know, like play it cool right. or whatever, you know, more recently, and we haven't really shared this, but, um, you know, this is just a part of our journey. You know, our, our daughter came to us and shared with us that she was expecting. Mm-hmm. She's 16. And, you know, I told her, it, you know, it's really hard to tell them when you're mad at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you love them so much. Yeah. Um, or you're disappointed. Right. Um, you know, and it's it's okay to, to be able to have those, like, open conversations mm-hmm. about the way you feel, whether it's with your team or your family. Mm-hmm. And to just say, you know, that I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad that you made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hurt that, you know, you you kind of broke, you went, you went left on these family values, right. you right. know, or, um, you know, this is not what I wanted for you. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be, things are going to be harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm still here. Right. You right. know, um, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm creating a safe place for you to fall. That's right. I'm giving you grace, but that doesn't give you permission to go and do it again. Right. It right. doesn't give you permission to just, you know, toss good values and morals and decisions out the window. Right. Right. But it does say, okay, you know, I'm not going to let you go. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like yeah. kick you to the curb. Yeah. All right, let's roll. We got to dig deeper. That's but, right. But what's what we're going to do? You know, and, and I think that's um, extremely important for your children, your family, your team to understand um, that you're always there for them. You know, um, the one thing I know with, with our children, listen, my dad taught me um, no matter what's going on, I, you're always going to be mine. Like, like there's nothing that you can no. do to not be my child. And now that doesn't mean that I'm happy. That doesn't mean that I'm pleased, but guess what? You're mine. And, and is, and, and because you're mine, we're going to work through this thing together and, and we're going to walk together. And I, I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to pick you back up. I'm going to dust you back off. going to put you back on your horse. You're going to ride again. Right. It doesn't change anything. 
right? The situation, what happened does not change anything because, you know, the thing that my dad taught me and and we try very hard to instill it in our children is you are not what you did. That's right. Right. So you just because, just because you, you made a mistake or you messed up, you are not a mess up or you are not a mistake. That, that, that is a temporary place that that's a moment in time but that does not define you. So so what we do, we get back up and we dust them off and we put them back on the horse and we, we ride again. But whether, again, even even with, you know, our family, um, with, with people that I work with, you know, just from a team perspective, I say the same thing. Listen, yeah. I am here and I love what you said. I'm here. So if you fall, you have a safe place to land and you know it's <laughs> – it's not going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, it, may, it may hurt. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to let you bump your head. That's I'm right. I'm not going to let you die. That's you know, right. I think all of us have seen like our children when they were smaller, mm-hmm. like they get ready. You like sitting over there watching them. They get ready to fall and bust their like, head. You're about to do something really dumb. Yep. But you know what? I'm going to verbally let you know, this is what's going to happen if you right. keep doing that. But I'm going to let you let you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom used to always get upset because the girls would climb in the little miniature elm tree out front. <laughs> and she's like, they're going to get hurt. I'm like, you know, there's some things that are just self-correcting mistakes mm-hmm. and you have to let them. You know, I can't sit here and operate in fear 24-7. Right. Um, because stuff is going to happen mm-hmm. and I have to let them grow. I want them to experience the fullness of every moment. Yeah. And if I don't release them from my expectations, if I don't understand my in- intention and I parent from an emotional place, mm-hmm. then I don't allow people to have the full experience That's good. that God intended for them to have. And they won't live in abundance. That's good. So that brings us to number seven mm-hmm. and seven is so important. Um, don't forget about you, dad. Yeah. Don't forget about you because you know, um, when you're leading your team and your family really are a reflection of, of you, you. and how well, well you are. Absolutely. So, um, if you're not well, yeah, there's a good chance that everything around you is not well. That's right. You know, as parents, we are the thermostat as leaders. We are the thermostat mm-hmm. wherever we lead. And so you are setting the temperature. That's right. That's right? right. And they're just thermometers. They're just picking up or what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all been in some places in the workplace that have been too hot, mm-hmm. you know, um, or very cold and distant. So right. just make sure you're taking care of yourself. You know, you're reading and feeding yourself yeah. with the word of God. Um, you're working out, you're eating well, you're mm-hmm. getting proper sleep, which, you know, in the early years <laughs> is hard. And we're having, we're having the same thing with the grand parental, yeah. you know, I'm just not, yeah, I, I've got coffee. <laughs> I probably shouldn't at this time of night. But, right. Uh, you know, well, it, it, and you know, it's interesting. I, I was having a conversation with uh, one of my teammates um, this, this past week. And um, what I, I, we were talking about this and I said, listen, we have to create a culture in which we take care of ourselves. And, and I think that goes mm-hmm. counter to what the world will try to tell you. But here's the reality. Yeah, like that's if, selfish. Right. Yes. And, and the world will tell you, oh, you're being selfish if you take care of yourself. I used to think that. Y- yeah. I mean, and there are a lot of people out in the world right now who think if you take care of yourself, that's being selfish. But it's not because the reality is this, you know, and, and, and the way I explained it, I said, you know, you are a precious automobile and, and, and being a precious automobile, literally you have room for passengers, right? You are a precious automobile. I'm speaking to you Good right stuff. now. You are a precious automobile and you have room for passengers. But if you don't do the maintenance on your car, if you don't get the oil changes, if you don't put the gas in it, if you don't do the proper things that you need to do to take care of your car, I don't care what kind of car it is, it will not be able to do what it was created to do, which is move from point A to point B. And in this case, carry people from point A mm-hmm. to point B. So so we have to be in the in the place and in the position where we're doing the maintenance. The other day, her daughter, she's driving, you know, we bought our car, right? So she's driving a car and she messages me and she's like, Dad, my car is running horrible i don't know what's going on it's making all kind of noise so i'm sitting there i'm like 
when the last time you checked your oil, right? Never. When is the last time you, and, and, and the reality is she, never, never, right? So, so I, I, I messaged her, I said, I said, babe, I said, uh, do you have any lights on in the car? And she's like, well, you know, I, I got this one light on in the car. Trying to describe it. Right, trying to describe it. I'm like, okay, so your oil is low. Okay, mm. get home. All right, so so she wound up, you know, getting home. The next day, dad goes out. I wound up getting oil, put oil in her car, get her, get the oil up to the level that 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 it's supposed to be. And guess what? The car is running the way that it's supposed to but run. The question is, did you show her how to do it, or you yeah, just no, did no, it for her? No, no, I had to show her how to okay. do it. Yay, I, I had, I had to, I had Yay. not not only put it in there. Don't just but, fish for him. Teach no, him how to fish, no. y'all. And then I had to show her Next how to time. pull that little dipstick out. There you go. Check, wipe check the oil, wipe it off. You know, I had put to show her in, how to do it. But, it. but here's the reality. Here's the reality. Be, because I was able to show her that not only does she know now, but the car is running optimally. Yeah, it's running the way that it it was supposed it has to everything run. It right. Needs. Be, be, because it it's taken care of, and for us. We got to make sure that we take care of ourselves. And listen, y'all, that's not being selfish. I promise you, like, self-care is your, your it's a legacy. Mm-hmm. It's a legacy you're either giving good or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the way you take care of yourself. And look at the way you saw your parents yeah. care for themselves. Right. You know, did your parents go to the gym? Did your parents eat well? Right. Did your parents show you that they read? Do all these things in front of your children. Incorporate them into it. Right. You know, even like going back to school, achieving certain dreams. Like right. show your children, even in the struggles, that you're doing it. That mm-hmm. you're doing it in, and you're doing it for yourself. But in the meantime, you got you got eyes are on you. Right. Even in your workplace. Absolutely. Like, you know, take that 12 o'clock walk. Yeah. Get somebody to go with you. If nobody goes with you, you go on your own. You know, take care of yourself and get that. That is a gift mm-hmm. that will continue to give for generation after generation after generation the legacy of self-care. And well, no one else can do it for you. And, and you I, have to do it yourself. And I love what you said because people are watching you, right? L- literally, like when we when we think about the workplace, People watch the leader, and if the leader is one of those leaders who's just like they're going 100 miles an hour and they don't breathe, well, there's a tense environment in which everybody is going 100 miles an hour when they can't breathe, and that is unhealthy, right? And I promise you, if you take out some time mm-hmm. during even the workday, listen to me, to encourage meditation or walking or whatever, I promise you your team is going to be so much Absolutely. more productive. I am such an advocate. You know, most people get those afternoon, like just the down slide, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, after lunch, like spend 10 minutes. I promise you, if you give your folks 10 minutes, they're going to give you a solid hour. So look at the return on your investment. That's right. They're going to give you at least a solid hour. They're going to appreciate it. You're going to connect. But it's a gift too. you have to give your children. They must see you making an investment in yourself so that they will invest in themselves. And listen, moms, I used to think I was selfish, that I was supposed to just sacrifice everything to my children, to Mm -hmm. my husband. And that is nothing but false humility. Mm, Talk about God does not expect you to be a martyr to your family. Mm. He puts some good on the inside of you. And the only way that good can come forth is by you being intentional that's good about making it come forth and caring for you that's right no you know if your love tank is empty then everybody else in the house is empty too that's it so so listen i want to challenge you all today wherever you are wherever you're viewing this or listening to this at i want to challenge you to take some time for yourself and and start creating a new daily habit of taking some time for yourself. I'm not saying hours, you know, see if you can find a 30 minute slot for you, you know, to, to, to feed you, whether you want to read a book, whether you want to work out, whether, whether you just want to go outside for a walk, whether you just want to sit in silence and do nothing, figure out what it is, but fill up your tank because when you can fill up your tank, then you have more to give. That's right. Absolutely. 
Well, I'm going to run down the seven really quick yep, and encourage you. If you caught part two, but you didn't catch part one, you can always go to the Edge and Associates Facebook page and also catch us on YouTube mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. anywhere podcasts are heard. So the seven tips for helping people to grow instead of letting them go. Number one, stop trying to raise a happy kid. Come on. Number two, embrace the relationship changes. Number Very good. three, give them space. Number four, let people make mistakes, y'all. Number five, examine your intentions. Number six, release people from your expectations. Mm-hmm. And number seven, don't forget about Don't forget you. about you. Don't forget about you. Don't forget about you. So important. That's huge. We 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 Woo-hoo! got we got we got to give everybody a round of applause. We got to give everybody a round of applause. Place, there's no telling what you can do. That's right. That's right. I, honestly, watch people and, grow. And like I said, I mean, put them in place. And, and and we challenge you. We challenge you to go out and and to do this because it will literally not only change your life, but it'll change the lives of those people around you. It'll change the lives of the people that 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 you love. It'll change the lives of the people that you're working with. So yep. make sure you go and you implement these things and let us know. But until next time, that's it. That's all we got for y'all. That's all we got for y'all, that's man. That's, that's all it. we got. I'm sorry, but Listen, you gotta go home. We got, we gotta go. We, gotta go. we, we, gotta, we gotta get. Go. We gotta set some balance here. We gotta set some parameters. You know, we we would say all night long, but our 21st anniversary is this week, so. It's our anniversary. Y'all, y'all, hey, listen, y'all, y'all, 21 years we are celebrating on April the 28th. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big week for, for the Edge household. I'm celebrating now. 20, 21 years. Well, okay then. Okay. It's Bill Cosby. Oh, okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, look, y'all. <laughs> Until next week, man, we, we will be back here. Um, next week, we will have a special guest. We special will have a guest. special guest on the Edge Live. So man, it's, it's, it's going awesome down. Man, with an awesome story. So yeah. can't wait to talk to her. That's right. We haven't had any women yet. Well, it's going down. We will next week. Going down. Going down. Y'all be blessed. We'll talk to y'all soon. Until next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. You, you, you know we had to cap it off with Jesus. Edge Life. You're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head, baby. Welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life.